All right, this is Talking With Strangers. Just met Zach. He's playing this pink guitar. I'm super curious. That's why I came over. <laughs> right. um, tell me more about it. Like, What are you doing? Uh, this is a, uh, it's a first act guitar. This is new for me. I just picked this up about... Uh, and it wasn't that long ago. I think it was maybe like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was at Goodwill. It was like $12. So it was one of those yeah. things. It's bedazzled, as you can see. So it was, it was hard to resist it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I got this. I used to have a guitar just like this one, only it wasn't pink and it wasn't bedazzled, so it was kind of, it was a good find. Yeah, man. How, how long have you been playing guitar? Guitar for, um, I guess about 19 or 20 years, give or take, yeah. What has it like, taught you about life or about yourself? Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like music is a really good teacher, because music makes you have to find, uh, like, Remove tension yep. and find find honesty and, and truth as much as you possibly can. It's it's sort of if you take it seriously, if you or you know, seriously is maybe a bad word for it, but if you if you really pursue it, then it kind of you know it, it leads you and it guides you to. Is there anyone that you've looked up to that's played the guitar, or played music that you really like? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people. I mean, of course. Playing guitar, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Steve Ray Vaughan and stuff like that. Uh, I love Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa's been a big influence. Ween, Ween's a big influence on me. Yeah, John Coltrane. I mean, I've been getting more into jazz over the years. Coltrane, Miles Davis, yeah. stuff like that. Eric Dolphy is a new one okay. that's really been inspirational to me. His, his sound is just phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I play the drums, like, a little bit. Okay. Um, but that's something I... I've trying to be working on myself like creative outlets what am I doing now I'm a student here I, I run track and cross country and outside of that there's not a lot that I'm doing that's kind of creative um, something that is just for me just for my own personal moment so right. guitar has been something that's kind of interesting me like my brother plays yeah um, but I mean what kind of got you into music in the beginning Right. Um, you know, I, f- I feel like I always wanted to play music when I was a kid. I didn't start until I was later in life. I started playing around when I was about 20. But uh, I I just remember as a kid, I was always being interested in, in it. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, I'd like put rubber bands on things and bang on it. And I always wanted a guitar, but I, I don't think I wanted it bad enough, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I really, really wanted a guitar, yeah. I could have got my parents to get me one, but I think I wanted a Super Nintendo more than I wanted a guitar. Right. And so when I asked for a guitar, I didn't get a guitar. But, you know, uh, why? I have no idea. Just music's just really interesting. It just draws, it draws you in. Most people it does. I feel like hardly anyone has no connection to music. And uh, I think, you know, who knows, who knows why? I guess it was meant, meant to be in a way. You know, I mean, I guess I also feel like we're all on some sort of a path, a spiritual path of some sort. In that, um, for me, you know, music's a big part of that. Do you believe in the law of attraction? Yeah, I mean, do I believe in the law of attraction? I mean, I I don't know that I necessarily believe in anything, but I I'm open to a lot of things, and I I feel like there's something going on. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, it's hard to I don't understand anything. Let's put it that way. I couldn't say I believe in anything because I just don't understand anything. But it does seem like there's some thing. There is some governing forces or something or some 
moral to the story. <laughs> Not moral, yeah. but like some point to the story, some purpose for all of us. And it's always about, yeah, Law of Attraction. Yeah, you went to yeah. Law of Attraction. You didn't watch that The Secret thing, did you? I, I, well, I read um, the book, The Law of Attraction, um, like Health, Wealth, and Relationships. Oh, cool. The, yeah. Jerry and Esther Hicks. <laughs> sure. Um, but that kind of got me into it. But Secret, I've heard, that was that a movie or book? That was a book and a movie back in, uh, I don't know when it first came out. I first heard about it in the mid-2000s, okay. I would say. And it's funny. I have a weird relationship with that because I think that a lot of what it says is true. But uh, like like always, I always feel like when there's something really good, like was a good idea, and I think this Christianity is a great example of this, um, The a lot of times that idea then gets taken by people that aren't that interested in the idea itself and like the and then take it for their own purposes and then it gets just totally screwed up and I mean I don't know I shouldn't say that about that because I mean a lot of people got a lot out of that book and that movie and it, it, it brought a lot of people into that mind frame of thinking about things in a different way not entirely materialistically because I feel like we live in a time where materialism is uh, is kind of the default right um, what do you think about this idea of that there's gray in the world, that there's no absolutes and, oh, this is right, this is right, this kind of spectrum of beliefs and spectrum of ways of living. Right. What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely been my experience. It doesn't seem like, you know, it seems like there's a lot of ways to view the world that are more or less correct. And I think, I think what it comes down to is we've gotten really into, like, rationalism, rationalism as, uh, as culture and uh, so much so that we sort of put aside, uh, I guess, what you call intuition or yep. you know mysticism, uh, where like you're saying, like you view things more, you know, in an open way, where it's not like this is pinned down because X equals Y and Z. You know, it's not not linear thinking, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do think that probably that's a better way to view things or it's a, it's a, it's a different way that might be useful for us yeah um, I just saw your tattoo what is what does oh it yeah, mean? yeah. <laughs> if anything uh, what does that tattoo mean you know the reason I like this this is the guy you know who this is right no. oh you don't know who this is okay yeah. I just assume uh, it's funny because some people are drawn to this even though they don't know the cartoon a lot of people will know this is Rejected um, which is a okay. Don Hertzfeldt uh, short film okay. you can find it online you should, buy, you should pay for it I mean guys that's still alive somewhere i think he's not that old he's probably younger than i am and uh but anyway the it's a really funny screwed up uh short film but this particular character his role is he says uh you know life is life is good (laughs) everybody dance and but then he also says uh (laughs) my anus is bleeding and so to me that's again getting into sort of things aren't black or white like you look at the world and the world's it's very beautiful in a lot of ways and there's so much amazing stuff but it's also really fucked up in some some ways you know and so I think this sort of like epitomizes that in in a symbol how do you think social media plays into this because you know you've grown up obviously where there wasn't a thing and now it's a thing yeah through that evolution of what you've been seeing yeah I I mean you know, there's a lot of stuff that I think people just know about because people talk about this a lot, which is there have been very superficial changes that are actually pretty big. You know, like, for instance, nowadays when you want to go out with a friend or something like that, you uh, 
we just like, okay, well, we'll meet around this time, around this place, or whatever. And then they may or may not show up, or and then, and then, you, know, you text each other when you get yeah. there. Oh, yeah, I got caught up in this, or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, that's one thing that's changed a lot, because it used to be, you said, you know, we're going to meet at the Harvard Square Pit, and we're going to yeah. be there at 7 o'clock <laughs> on Tuesday night, and if you weren't there, then people were worried for a while, and then they would just be like, well, fuck you, and they'd go on with their lives, and then if you were late, you might not, you know, they might not be there when you get there, and, you know, so you had to kind of make more solid plans. That's one thing. There's also, uh, you know, when you walk down the street, there's a lot less reason to interact with people, you know, um, which is, uh, oh, for sure, um, you know, and it makes people more like, you know, like when you came over, I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know, this is normal these days. What the hell is this guy coming over here for? Right. People just don't uh, interact with each other because they don't need to as much. It's sort of like you can look everything up on the phone. And uh, and then, yeah, oh, but social media, I I personally try to stay away from it because I think that it's, uh, it's so toxic because what it does is, what they've kind of gotten into is this thing of playing off some of the worst parts of, I think, the human psyche, the the need for, like, oh, like me, like me, like me, and, and they use that against you to spend a lot of time wasted on the on the thing, so. You know, and I hate to, because I use it, like, I, you know, I'm not going to sound on my high horse, like, it's a part of life now. Right. But I do find myself, if I'm ever walking, and I'm just, my, my all my, you know, attention is down. It's like, what am I missing? Well, I'm missing the interesting things that are happening. Right. And it's becoming more, I just, there's something There's something wrong that I feel that I'm doing when I'm just looking at that and not maybe observing where I'm going or right. kind of being aware of my surroundings. And what you brought up about, there's there's no need to connect anymore. Like that, to me, scares me because I'm like, wow, that's, that's so true. Like I don't, you can live a great life and not have to... Yeah. You talk to anyone outside of yeah. your personal comfort zone, uh, and there's like you don't have to, but at the same time, it's okay. Well, what if you if you did, what would you get out of it? And like, are you missing anything? And I think to me that sparks my interest. Like, what could I be missing? Right. Um, and that's kind of like that's part of this. Right. No, that's interesting, um, and it is true. It's it's harder these days to do that. I think because a lot of people, I know like I'm, you know, like a rampant introvert. So for me, it's such a, you know, it's, it's been very tempting to just be like, oh, cause now you can kind of like text someone, you know, instead of confronting, actually having a conversation with someone, like keeping a real connection with people. And it's real tempting to do that. And I, I definitely go for it a lot where I'm like, well, you know, I could, I could call my uncle up and have a conversation with him on his birthday or I could just send him a quick text message and it's just totally like removed um, and yeah that definitely I feel like it affects things it's hard to say because I mean the other thing about life is it's like sometimes it's hard to tell how much the world has changed and how much you've changed because yeah. you know as you get older things really do just change like perspective changes just as a matter of having experienced different things and seen different things and you know, also just life cycle stuff. It's like when you're, you know, 19, 20 years old, you're just beginning life. And it seems like, the, you know, 
you have so much attachment to it in a way because it's like you could do anything you have this whole life ahead of you and as you get older and older it's more like it does take a little pressure off in some ways because you're like well whatever <laughs> you know like, I only have X amount left you know I've seen what's going on and I don't know it's just different for most people I think it's like that and so it's hard for me to say how much the world has changed because again I'm very different so when I look at the world I'm like Take us through the person you were at 20 years old, this 19, 20-year-old, versus <laughs> the person now, and what you would have told that person. Yeah. Ah, man, that's tough, because, you know, I feel like we're all working through things, you sure. know, and I've got plenty of my own stuff. I mean, I think that when I was when I was in my early 20s, I had, like, a different... I didn't really... I was more materialistic, uh, not in the sense of, like... Um, I was more into materialism. I think that's a better way to put it. Like, it's not that I was you know, gold chains and stuff like that. I was never, never like that. But I definitely thought about things more in the sense of the, like, basically I just didn't think about spiritual aspects at all. And I didn't think about, um, like, higher ideals and things. And so it's mostly wrapped up in, like, oh, like trying to be cool or, or whatever else. And I definitely, you know, drank a lot just uh, delved into cynicism and, and stuff like that a lot. It was kind of nihilistic. And so I guess that would probably be the big thing that I would probably want to tell myself. It's like, hey, you know, <laughs> lighten up or, or whatever. Because right. <laughs> it's just no way to be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes I think like, okay, when I'm 30 years old, like, what am I going to look back on right now? And that's the story I'm writing and it's kind of, it's, it's really weird that we can, as humans, we can like look in the future. Right. That fascinates me and fantasize about what our life will look like, what values we'll have. Right. And even just with like one year, looking back last year, some things I thought were so important, they're just not important. Yeah. Some relationships that I thought really, really mattered and they don't matter. Relationships that I could improve on, like those ones matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, petty things. I just growing is so fun right like, what, what, is, what does growth mean to you just that word oh yeah jeez what does growth mean I mean when you're doing it right now <laughs> right yeah you know I mean to me it's like confronting uh, misconceptions and trying to uh, put in uh, more positive conceptions you know like, like just look at those places where you're allowing negativity to thrive and, and try to figure out ways to take it out which is difficult I mean it's I mean in my mind I think a lot of what we have like a lot of the tension we have in our life is essentially addiction but it's addiction to to strange things like it's like it's not like I guess when you look at when someone's addicted to drugs there's at least something there that makes sense not, not like makes sense but it's like when you take the drug and it makes you feel a certain way Right, and so you can kind of conceptualize that a little better, and it's easier to think about that as an addiction. Although it's funny, there is a parallel because when people who get really into drugs and really addicted, they don't get pleasure out of it; they just get like less shitty. I mean, I think that we have the same relationship with our uh, our, our thought patterns and our emotions and stuff like that. And you know, we get attached to things that don't actually make us 
happy. Like, it doesn't make you feel good to, you know, think about negative things. Like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to die. I'm going to, you know, this, all these awful things are going to happen. Or, or I'm this. Like, I don't like this about myself. All that stuff doesn't do anything for you, but we're addicted to it for some reason. And I guess that's the hard part. I guess the part of the growth is trying to learn why that is and, you know, allowing that to dissipate somehow or another. So, so yeah, like self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah, what are yeah. you what are you working on right now um when i'm working on so yeah getting back to this guitar here uh so i picked this guitar up and um it's not tuned the same way as a regular guitar i mean it is uh relatively speaking but it's just in a different key and so i kind of for whatever reason wanted to use this for the next show i'm going to do i'm going to do like a porch fest right oh. and i was like oh wouldn't it be cool to be able to you know play the whole set on this kind of ridiculous little guitar that I can fit in my backpack which is kind of nice and uh, but the problem of that is that it's like you know my vocal range is in a certain place and so if I just play the same shapes on this it doesn't always work uh, vocally and so I'm working on rearranging these songs so, yeah the short of it is I'm trying to, trying to rearrange a bunch of songs so they work yeah with. when's your show uh, it's going to be September 17th uh, at uh Roslindale Porch Festival. Okay. Yeah, just look for Zach Faco. Zach Faco. 